Greetings, this is Prison News on Anchor. I'm your host. First up, prosecutors want Anthony Weiner to serve about two years in prison. This is a guy who was married to Hillary Clinton's uh, friend, uh, Huma Abdomen, and he was caught taking pictures of his unmentionable set in to young girls. It says now in the sentencing memo, the government has asked a judge to give him just 21 to 27 months in the case. It enmeshed him in an FBI investigation of Hillary with Hillary Clinton just before the presidential election. Next up, Kansas prison imposes Christian propaganda, an inmate alleges. Now, a prison inmate filed a suit, says that this prison is imposing Christian beliefs on inmates. Her name is Sherry Weber Dunn. She identifies herself as a practitioner of Thelema. And she says she's serving a sentence for murder in the facility. And she says they've created kind of a coarser atmosphere here. It's a religious atmosphere. And uh, sometimes people say prayers. She says she is found uh, on the bulletin board. There's a religious message, like people ask for prayer on the bulletin board, like, hey, can you pray for me? Uh, there's at least one cross in one of the rooms, and uh, somebody showed a Christian movie on one of the TV sets. Next, man gets extra year in Atlanta federal prison camp after birthday escape. Folks, how many times have I told you these escapes take place over and over again? The same cadre of broken vessel wardens can't seem to keep them in, never get in trouble, never lose part of their pension. Listen to this guy. Federal inmate Fernando Settles. This is a federal penitentiary serving 20 years as a result of drug trafficking. Now he can add, oh, he gets another year and three months after he escaped from an Atlanta prison to celebrate his birthday, according to prosecutors. Now, we've seen this before. He decided that instant gratification was more important than serving his time and being released at the end of his sentence. Uh, according to officials, he was caught in, in a wooded area along the perimeter. He had a, a bag with cell phones in there, black things in there, duffel bags. Nobody knows if he had a pistol in there or not. Some inmates have pistols. There's a, It talks about here that many inmates are believed to have broken out, and they break back into the facility. I've told you about this. I've showed it to you time and time again. It's nothing new. Here's one mob boss, Sammy the Bull of Gravano, released from prison early. I read this guy's book, and this is notorious well, mob boss killer Salvador Sammy the Bull Gravano was released from an Arizona prison five years early. He's 72 years old. They call him a mob turncoat. He was one to help bring down John Gotti, who they rumored was suffering from syphilis. Uh, this guy would actually rumor to walk up and hit people with a hatchet. Uh, it's too bad. Convicted killer recaptured after escape from Mississippi prison. Huh. I wonder who got in trouble for this escape. Convicted killer slips out of a Mississippi prison. He was recaptured, but the guy with him was not. The guy who got away was serving time for burglary. They were discovered missing on Monday during a routine inmate count at the Mississippi State Penitentiary at Parkman, about 125 miles west of Tupelo, and were presumed to escape between Sunday night and early the next morning. How can you not take a head count for six solid hours at a men's correctional facility? Well, folks, that's it. You know what? Let's just think about something. We talk about killing and death and all these things. Let's have a little spiritual component ourselves. They can accuse us. Jesus mentioned the word kill, oh, I think, about 20 sometimes. Let me just read a few of them in order. It starts out at Matthew 5, 21. I'll do a brief snip, a synopsis, and you can tell me what you think. I read... You've heard it said uh, by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. Next, And fear not them which kill the body, but are able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which was able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Next, And they shall kill him, and the third day he shall be raised again. Well, there it is, folks. There's an example. God bless all of you. Peace to all. We're going to go and wrap this up real quick. Uh, you can learn a lot about prison news. 
how to conduct your thought life, how to be careful at business, uh, be careful at the home, keep a sh- close eye on your children, and uh, don't forget those prayers. God bless you all, and bye for now. Greetings and welcome to Prison News. I'm your host. You know, very few things in the criminal justice system, once an inmate actually gets behind bars, have as much as like there's good about it and bad about it as a topic of small engine repair. That's right. Teaching inmates how to repair small engines was a big thing in the 80s and 90s. But what has happened now is the inmate, when he does take these small engine repair classes, and of course linked onto that is cognitive reasoning. He's got to take a cognitive class typically. Should he get some kind of a certificate and get out, it's virtually worthless. Now, this is nobody's fault. This is, this is the, the pro and the con of this thing. Places like your Walmart and your Target and these places, if someone has a lawnmower and it's wrapped up wide open and he just buys a, a house and he's going out there and he hits a sprinkler uh, uh, head, sticks up four inches of solid pipe and hits that thing, snaps the shaft off down there, there may or may not be a shear pin there. And if he does wreck that engine, what's he going to do? Say he finds an inmate place, has got some small engine repair, and he says, well, it'll be about 124 bucks. i got to pull the engine off. You snap the crankshaft in there. And so what have 120-some bucks? The guy's got a used lawnmower. He's got a used carburetor, the used wheels, the used starter, old spark plug in there. And maybe for $149 on sale, he can purchase a brand-new lawnmower at, at Walmart. So that's the bad side. The good side, of course, is teaching self-reliance give staff, in a sense, uh, some, some quote, tools to work with. Now, on the bad side, again, there's especially these deep south things, uh, tools are missing. You know, like, Mr. Culpepper, where's the tools? I don't see that monkey wrench up here now. And they have to have a whole shakedown, turn the thing down, everybody sells in, lock down, can't find the monkey wrench. And so there's there's that there, something to be said for that. You have to have someone almost full-time when the tools are out to make sure somebody doesn't do something with them. So that's two sides to an issue. Now, another issue is getting the college education. And that comes up not much anymore because we're done with the presidential election year and things like that. But it will come up almost assuredly in the next two or three years in the press, probably where you live, for sure on a national database somewhere, that when the inmate says, you know what, I want to turn my life around, and it's it's been tough, I never, I, I got some bad breaks, uh, the story's pretty much the same, oh, I'm going to just go ahead and get some kind of a college degree. And so that inmate signs up for the papers, someone lets him out of his cell, takes him to an air-conditioned place to study. If he doesn't have a, a calculator, they're going to get him one, and, and things like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So little by little, as the year goes by, he's given quite a bit, I mean, of help, of counseling, tutoring, doing his tests for him. If he has a toothache, they take him to a dentist for free and all this. And then what happens, the guards will sometimes say, you know what, I, I'm a vet, for instance, a returning vet. My boy needs a little help. We, we tried to see about a little assistance for him getting to a college education. Nothing. Crickets. He can't, he can't get a, 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 an interview. And so dad has to work extra time on the shift, and he can't get half the thing the inmates can get, and he can't afford to turn the air conditioner down as, as much as the, air, the inmate can turn his down, keep it nice and cool. So when you look at both sides of this issue, college education and the other issue, small engine repair, many people say, you know what, this thing has outlived its usefulness. We need to have a, a rethink on this. We need to have something to get the inmate turned around, right? I mean, we're, we're in the social repair business. We're not in the incarceration business. 
And yet, on the other hand, we don't want to make it, we want to make it fair. And so that's where we're at right now, what they call this e-learning or electronic learning. You might say, well, you just said the inmate was going to study something about college. Well, college is different than e-learning. Some of this e-learning is like in the trades, like a little step beyond small engine repair, like maybe working on a copy machine or something like that. So you might give it some thought. There is no easy answer. But next time you hear something come up about an inmate training program and cutting hair doesn't get it either and working on shoes doesn't get it. It used to be half the people in a town who worked as a, as a shoemaker were, were ex-inmates, convicted felons in, in many big cities in the United States. Maybe not so much anymore. No easy answers. It's just something to think about here on the Prison News. When you read the newspaper, if you have an idea, fire it to somebody to help these inmates get turned around. And so that's it for now. Take care. Peace to all of you. Lord bless and bye for now.